Battersby is doing things differently. Coffee length therapy, 10 minutes of truth. Karen calls them truth shots. Like coffee with your best friend, but only better. Karen will tell you the things that your therapist generally won't because her goal is to help you to create a remarkable life and relationships. If you want to improve your relationships, sign up at liminalcoaching.com.au for your copy of the Relationship Tune-Up. Be remarkable. Hi, today's topic is conflict and toxic people. Um, one of the things that we see in toxic relationships is there's a much higher than normal level of conflict. And I just wanted to have a chat today about how that conflict might manifest, what it might look like. Because a lot of people who are in toxic relationships tend to underplay uh, the toxicity or the conflict that they're experiencing. They tend to, I guess, um, explain it away as being just normal relationship conflict, and it's not. It's very, very different. So conflict in a relationship is normal and healthy when it's done well. And in fact, healthy conflict actually can help you to reconnect. It can actually help you to understand each other better and conflict done well actually um, increases connection in a relationship. That's not the case in a toxic relationship. So what is it that is different about toxic conflict or conflict in a toxic relationship? Um, I guess, first of all, I just want to talk about how conflict done well should be done so that you can see the difference between the two. So conflict done well, there'll be mutual respect at the center of the conflict. So even though you and I might be disagreeing or even possibly getting quite heated around what um, you know what we're disagreeing on, we still have this underlying mutual respect. We don't make the conflict personal, so there's no name calling or disrespectful behaviors involved. Um, it also, you'll have, um, you'll be curious about the other person's experience. And so conflict done well, uh, we, we want to know what our partner or the person we're in conflict with, what their stand is, how they're thinking about this, what it is that, um, is making them believe or behave the way that they are. And the other thing is that, you know, we're on the same team. So despite the fact that there's this conflict, we don't lose sight of the fact that we are on the same team. It's you and I against the problem, not you against me or me against you. It's us versus the problem. So that's conflict done well. That's what a healthy relationship conflict would look like. By contrast, a conflict within a toxic relationship, the kinds of things that we would see is that it's exaggerated and it's dramatic. So it might be quite histrionic or catastrophic or, um, you know, this person's catastrophizing, you know, this conflict becomes all-consuming. Um, and, you know, dramatic behaviours, so walking out and speeding off in the car, spinning the wheels, slamming doors, smashing things, um, you know, over-dramatizing the conflict. And this is the problem. Every conflict has the potential to end up in this place where this person storms off or creates huge drama. There's no place in the relationship to disagree with each other. Um, and so every disagreement has the potential to become this massive, big, dramatic fight. Um, 
conflict in a sorry conflict in a in a toxic relationship is not resolved either so it either will be pushed under the carpet or one person may just give way or constantly compromise or perhaps it's you know it's it's never actually um you know it's not resolved to, to one person's liking so it either goes in the direction of one person all the time and the other one constantly feels as though they've um, you know lost another round if you like or or there's no space for their import in this conflict um, or they just agree you know to just push it under the rug because you know we don't want to go there and have this overly dramatic uh, situation or incident and so one person is constantly giving way to the other in any case, um, the conflict's not resolved. Sometimes the same conflict will come up again and again and again and again, and it's like this repeat cycle. Every time there's a disagreement or an argument, this old topic, this old uh, topic is sort of you know trotted out, and it becomes the the latest conflict again. So that lack of resolution tells you that it's not a healthy type of conflict. The other thing that can happen is there'll be like this uh, conflict amnesia. So in other words, after the event, uh, they don't agree or they can't remember that this was agreed upon or that, you know, uh, a resolution had happened and in future this was how it's going to be dealt with. Um, it's or, the, or don't remember that the conflict happened at all. You know, no, we, we didn't disagree on that. I don't know what you're talking about. So that happens quite a lot too, conflict amnesia. Um, something else that happens in toxic conflict is that there's a dishonouring of vulnerability or sacred information. So one party might share their emotions um, and be vulnerable or tell a you know, story about why this is creating conflict or triggering them, you know, and it might be rooted in something that happened in their childhood or in their past, a previous relationship. And that truth, that vulnerability is not honoured by the other person and you end up feeling sort of dirty or um, shamed for sharing that vulnerability. Uh, that only happens in toxic relationships where that vulnerability and the sacred information you've shared is not honoured as such. Um, the other thing is, you know, perhaps they cause embarrassment or humiliation. Maybe they mention the conflict uh, in, you know, amongst friends or their family. Uh, you know, the conflict that you've had and your vulnerability that you've given is shared openly uh, or inappropriately and it causes you embarrassment and humiliation. So basically you're just not prepared to have that conversation or to go there again. So you need to understand the difference between a relationship enhancing conflict and toxic disagreements that basically are never resolved. People who are toxic have a win at co any cost mentality. In fact, it's not the conflict isn't even about you and them or understanding each other better or getting a win-win situation so that you know we are in a closer more connected relationship and understand each other better it's purely about winning for them they don't care what the cost is they have to win and they actually don't even care what the conflict is about in the end it's just about winning so keep your eyes open for that uh, there's a sense of competition so 
uh, they're competing with you and that's why the winning has to come through. You know, they must win because they're competing with you. And it's interesting, you know, the smallest things can become a competition. It can be how much time you spend on social media or, you know, whether you're eating healthier than them or whether you're exercising, going to the gym, losing weight. You know, the smallest things can become a competition. Uh, toxic people will also invalidate you. So they'll invalidate your experience. They'll try to tell you that didn't happen or that's not how it happened or that's not true. And this can actually take the form of gaslighting even where they try to uh, change history. So I call this revisionist history. So you know for a fact that this happened, this was exactly how it played out. Perhaps you've even got written evidence, an email, a text message, a birthday card, whatever. Um, but the other person will deny that that's actually what happened. They try to invalidate the truth as you've experienced it and then convince you that you're wrong for feeling that way or that you've interpreted it incorrectly. Um, so a, a form of gaslighting, if you like, or invalidation of your experience of the world. And over a long period of time, invalidation is actually really, really damaging to your self-image, your self-worth, and your understanding of your place in the world. So, you know, over months and years, that can actually be very, very damaging to you. They, um, they're inconsistent. Toxic people are inconsistent. And so, you know, you might have an email or a text message or two emails and two text messages that completely contradict each other within a very, very short space of time. Uh, basically because these people are not truthful to begin with. So they think nothing of contradicting themselves later. And if you pull them up on that, uh, that will create conflict. And whilst ever you're validating their story uh, or believing what they're telling you, they will actually, you know, happy to have you in their life. But the minute you start invalidating their story or saying that's actually not happening, that didn't happen, that's not the truth, and here I have evidence that proves it, um, you know, they they don't they'll try to avoid the issue or evade the conversation or worst case scenario they'll actually just eliminate you from their life altogether because you're no longer you're you're showing signs of the fact that you don't buy into their story into their lies they'll constantly make you try to prove yourself too so there's jumping through hoops you know if you loved me you would do this um you know and that could be everything from uh, meeting me for lunch to letting me check your phone to not going out tonight. It can be literally hundreds of ways that that might be applied. Uh, if you loved me, you would do this. You need to prove yourself to me. They don't apologise. So this is one of the other issues in a, in a conflict situation. They don't ever take responsibility for their behaviour. They don't ever take responsibility for what they've said or done. They don't ever admit that they're wrong. So, of course, there's nothing to apologise for. And, you know, that, again, is very invalidating. Um, over a period of time, you come to believe that, well, you must be the one who's wrong. And obviously that's quite unhealthy in the long term. They're very judgmental, so you'll hear them judging other people and this will make you feel quite unsafe with them over time because you'll understand that if they're going to behave that way about other people, then chances are they're being judgmental about you too. Even if it's not um, to your face, they'll do it behind your back. Toxic people are highly manipulative and so 
you know, if they can find other ways to win you over or to get what they want, then they won't resort to conflicts straight out necessarily. They'll actually try to win you over or charm you into giving them, giving them what they want. And I've known people who've been in relationships for years and not truly seen the toxic behaviour until the relationship ends. And then it's like, you know, the, the, the toxicity just comes out on steroids and you begin to see, you know, what you're really dealing with. Disordered, dysfunctional, toxic people often don't show their true colours until they're in conflict. So if you're madly in love with them and you're giving them everything that they want, there should be no conflict, you know. You're literally just going along with or, you know, trying to make them happy and creating this wonderful home environment for them. And then when you disagree, when the conflict comes up, the behaviour is, you know, out of all proportion and you get a glimpse into what you're really dealing with. These people can be very, very charming and very, very loving and very, very giving when it suits them. But the minute there's conflict, that's when you see the toxic behaviour. And as I said, you know, sometimes this isn't until the relationship has actually ended and your head is left spinning going, oh my God, what on earth has happened? You know, this person never showed me this behaviour when we were in relationship. I don't know. It's like this person's changed overnight. The reality is people do not change overnight, barring, you know, a brain tumour or a head injury. They literally just don't change their personality overnight. So what you are seeing is that they have hidden this side of themselves from you for the entirety of the relationship. And believe me, that happens far more often than you realise. And for intelligent toxic people, so the intellectual manipulators, um, this is how they prefer to operate. They'll be charming and manipulate you emotionally and trigger, you know, all of the little buttons, use your little buttons to get what they want um, and never need to show you that toxic conflict side until the relationship has ended and you're no longer buying into this story, you're no longer going along with the story the way that they want you to believe it. Then you'll get to see the toxic nature of the person. So I always say, and I've said this to my sons many times, you know, how you conduct yourself at the end or after a relationship has ended actually speaks far more clearly to the person that you are, what your character as a human being is. So don't think that... Um, you know, going back to somebody after they've displayed this behaviour that you'll never see it again. They've given you an insight into who they really are and you need to believe it the first time. So toxic people also are not particularly caring or supportive and so, you know, they lack that empathy. They're unable to put themselves in your shoes and truly understand what it is that you're going through or how something might be hurting you. And again, this is one of the reasons why we don't see them uh, taking responsibility or uh, apologising. You know, they just generally don't believe that they've got the problem. And I see this all the time in counselling rooms, you know, people who come in um, to fix their partner because they don't have the problem. The partner's the one with the problem, of course. And then during our sessions, you know, I begin to see um, how one-sided and some of the behaviours and I understand that uh, what we're really dealing with here is somebody trying to cope in a toxic relationship. 
So something that I want you to think about as I close for today, you know, if you are choosing to be in a toxic relationship and you're choosing to stay in that toxic relationship, there's always a reason for that. And ask yourself, you know, what is that reason? Is it because you two are engaging in toxic behaviours or is it that you've got some unhealed part of yourself that you're not addressing and it keeps you fatally attracted to these toxic people? And if you think that the answer to that is the latter and you've got these patterns and this fatal attraction for toxic people, then please do reach out to me. That's something that I can help with. I've got a number of group uh, groups that we are going to be running each each week next year in 2019 and we'll be dealing with specifically that. Uh, obviously, just head over to my website, liminalcoaching.com.au and you can see all of the various programs and ways that you can work with me there. And don't forget, if you've got a subject that you'd like me to cover in the future, then please do reach out, send me a message or... Um, Perhaps pop it under the comments below this. And you can watch this on YouTube at any stage. Pass it on to a friend. You can listen to it on SoundCloud. You can read it on LinkedIn. And, of course, I'm on the other social media channels as well. Thanks so much for joining me, and I look forward to chatting with you again in the future. Bye.